Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Get the PHT with me Sammy, me Hannah and me Tom. And this week we're going to be finding the positives in our PhDs and research uh, and the experiences that we've had so far and the successes that we've had after quite a challenging episode last week. Tom, do you want to explain the logic behind this? It was your idea. Uh, I am proud I had an idea. So yeah, yeah well shout done. out to me for that. <laughs> um, so yeah. Last week's episode was about the challenges of the PhD and things, so we spent a bit of time this week talking about the positives we've done so far in our PhDs and just sort of uplift sort of sessions, so we thought we'd share some ideas. I think it's, it's good to try and develop a bit of a positive outlook on things. Definitely. Like, as challenging as a PhD is, there's actually lots of perks, and it's a really good thing, so we thought we should kind of bring it back from the negative and have some positives. Of course. So, first of all, weekly catch-up what have you guys been up to it's been good just really busy out meeting different people who've been offering different types of dyslexia support finding out a bit about that um i've spent some time at my company school uh, <laughs> i can only think of like monday tuesday <laughs> and that's it so that's all well, yesterday was a big day for you you're out all day that, oh actually i've just ever. described wednesday yeah <laughs> Describe Wednesday, say Monday and Tuesday are really busy. No, I can't think of anything else. I've had a busy, long week. Um, yeah, no more comments on that. <laughs> Grinding and getting stuff done. Oh, yeah. The perfect time for you to talk about positives, I think. We'll see. I'll I'll tell you at the end. <laughs> Tom, what have you been up to this week? Um, I've been back at my centre a lot more. Um, I was going back up there. And except that I've been focused on my ethics. So my last ethics got deferred. They had like comments on it that I need to try and think about. So I'm trying to really like nail this one so I can just get through and start collecting more data. Lovely stuff. Sounds like some good progress. Hopefully so. Good. Well, this week I haven't done anything too groundbreaking. Same old, same old, bits and bit, bits and bobs. Um, like you started to look at ethics a bit. Hopefully going to be getting a bit of a sample together for, for my data collection bit further in the process obviously because i've not been doing it for a year so yeah all good sounds good so here's the jingle so this week's topic finding the positives in our phds i know that we've uh been having some struggles of maybe finding some some people have found it easier it's just hard to think about isn't it um yeah i think sometimes obviously like we did the episode last week the challenges and we were quite quick to mm -hmm. grab some and had quite a few examples if anything we could have put more in than we did in the podcast Whereas i think, I think it's that i'm um, sorry that thing of being british as well where like i especially like i can't think of my own positives or won't highlight them as positives because they're just so so modest and um yeah of course well like last week's episode obviously with imposter syndrome mm -hmm. which we discussed we need to recognize our successes because otherwise like you said you've had a tough week you'll just get bogged down by yeah. all the work that you're doing stress and you won't actually have a positive outlook sometimes mm. and it's hard because sometimes a positive outlook's a bit of an egotistical thing like if you're super positive I don't and know. Do you not think? Oh, I don't it's it a can good thing, be. isn't it? Yeah, it, it's, yeah. it is a good thing. I think there's people, a fine line. The problem is, people are, will do it quite a lot, where they'll look at someone else who can recognise their own success and be like, yes, that's really good. And then when they do it themselves, yeah, I see. they then think that people might judge them for it or that they're being quite ego egotistical. If but you were in the research house every day, missing this great thing that's going on in your PhD, I was like, oh my God, just, <laughs> just know. 
bit of underlying tension there, I can feel it. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're not like that at all, really. <laughs> so I suppose anybody got a success that they would like to start with or a positive that they would like to bring to the table first? I think my main one is probably just gaining my first ethics approval. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like that was like a big step up for me that you know I could start making my reflexive diary and my setting. Yeah. Meant I had something I could write about like later on. Just giving that confidence that okay, this project's going now. Yeah, like, you start yeah, moving. Get going yeah, yeah, like tracks. I'm in the thick of it. Like it's yeah. it's there. So that was a big positive for me. You should be That's proud of exciting. that. Tom. Mm-hmm. Very good. Happy. Good. Um, my main one, I suppose, in a similar kind of milestone kind of thing, is my first draft of my lit review. I mean, that's massive, isn't it? Yeah. I got that done. Well, my project's obviously changed since then, so it's now in edit again. But <laughs> but yeah, so first draft of my lit review, I think it was about 6,000 words. So a good chunk of work done. Mm. I was pretty happy with that. I think I got that done, I'm trying to think now. When did you guys come? September, October time. Yeah. I think I got that done probably end of November. So. Is when you both started doing it really Christmassy, I remember that. Yeah, Christmas <laughs> songs, yeah. <laughs> on YouTube, on repeat, on the, on my Mac, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like yeah, first draft, I thought that was really good. Nice like, that must be been, like, a massive thing, like, uplifting for the rest of the PhD, then. It kind of is... I haven't realised it until recently how good it was because it's kind of given me the ability to actually consolidate my understanding of my field. And there's quite a lot of themes in it now that I can find myself referring back to quite a lot where I'm thinking, yeah, I, I actually know quite a lot about that mm-hmm. rather than thinking I've got nowhere. I think it's got to be one of the hardest things to lit review just because, not necessarily that it's any more difficult than anything else, but it's that starting point. Like yeah. You've got to start looking at everything and start writing and yeah. start becoming an expert in your field. And it's always the hardest bit, actually starting something and getting into it. So. Well, it's like we said last week about you could always do more. Mm-hmm. You could always read another journal article or yeah. another book or j- just something. There's always some form of literature that you won't have have accessed, which unfortunately you just need to come to live with because there's, I don't think there's any way that any of us are going to access everything that's out there. I feel that's could be more realistic the more I'm getting into the PhD. Um, I think mine will kind of be what I mentioned last week that I started writing, yep. and then this week I've also... St- done another no 1500 so there's words (laughs) Words a big chunk of words words. whether they stay is another matter but that kind of feels like progress in itself i think for me progress is actually physical things with i know with some people it can be more just actually looking at something reading something doing something but for me it's more having something concrete so like an output yeah Definitely. Yeah, it's something that you can look at and go, well, I've done that, mm-hmm. rather than, I suppose it's almost like if you looked at it in a, in a smaller scale, like an assignment, you could do loads of research, but until you actually start breaking down the word count, yeah, you don't feel like you've got anywhere. If it's, I, all, it's all just in your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I read four articles, I don't feel as accomplished as if I write about them four articles, I guess. Like, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, so my next uh, positive... Uh, kind of touched on it in my lit review uh, first draft one is that just developing a good understanding and knowledge base of my topic area just being able to use like the last year to actually like know my my field in like a well, what I think is a good level of understanding and kind of being able to think well I'm in a position where I actually maybe have something to sit worthwhile to say and I suppose that's quite a, a positive thing because I've always what would be the point 
in doing my research. I see you're thinking that about having like all this proof and like the positives looking back on it, you can see that it is worth it. Yeah, of course, yeah. But that's that's what it's like what we said, isn't it? Obviously being able to recognise things and actually jot them down and reflect on everything, you start to realise that you've done a lot more than you think you have. But I don't know, I just think there's times when sometimes maybe if someone asks you about your research project or what you're doing, I I sometimes find it hard to put into words what I'm doing. Whereas recently I've been finding it quite easy to summarise what I'm doing in quite a short little bit. See, this happened to us the other day, didn't it? When we were sat in the seminar and we were asked what each of us do for our PhDs. Yeah, you had the the Gary test. Yeah, So we definitely do the short story. Summarise to someone else what you're doing. That was in the workshop and once in the seminar. Yeah, I um, forgot about that one. The workshop was harder because there's a lot of people doing very technical, fancy PhDs. That really shocked you, didn't it? Well, they just said like loads of random words that <laughs> <laughs> you don't hear very often. And um, yeah, I was like, wow. I just panicked and said support for dyslexia. <laughs> 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 really does me justice. <laughs> I suppose one of my... Um, positives as well as when I delivered the seminar so that was a big way for me starting the whole teaching side of a PhD and going into like different sessions showing what you know but after doing your first one it just feels like it is doable so it just marked off like this whole fear for me of standing in front of people and talking yeah but it's working something I'm progressing towards now that's good yeah and obviously with your discovery that you're going to be writing an article and presenting and so on I suppose that's kind of a good step towards... It sets you up for... That's still a scary bit at the moment, yeah. Yeah, of course. It's still... Obviously, there's a bit of a difference between doing a research seminar in front of a handful of people at the university and doing it in front of however many at a conference. But it's still something. It's still progress, and that's the whole point, is finding that you've done done something of value. I'm sure at the end product, I'd consider it as a positive factor. Yeah. But right now, it's a big scary one. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. I suppose also in doing that, like I just said, you kind of consolidated your learning. Because like I said to you earlier, do you feel like you know more about ethnography since doing the podcast episode on your research? And you were like, yeah, I feel like I know a lot more now off the back of that. Yeah, definitely. Hoping the same comes from the paper. Yeah, hopefully. I'm sure it will. So my second positive is more kind of generally about PhDs. I don't know whether this is going to be more kind of funded as well, because, yeah. Let's find out. Yeah, so it's kind of just the training and development opportunities that you get. I think actually it still applies to you, Sammy, because there's lots within the university that are open to you. Yeah, there's still opportunities for me. Like the research seminars, all the IT kind of training stuff. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. with our project, we have a budget set aside that you're supposed to use for training and development courses. And then it works towards us getting a separate award. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, you're looking like, awfully um, confused. I was just waiting for you to try and say the name of it. Um, postgraduate Skills Development Award. There you go. Yeah, there you go. I did. Yeah, so I just think like generally in a job nine to five, not or jobs but a lot of them don't offer training opportunities as they should or it's difficult finding the time and yeah yeah Yeah, because you've got other responsibilities whereas we kind of have a section of time allocated to doing what training you deem best for yourself and also you're given the freedom with it like well i have been in terms of my supervisors kind of been a bit like what do you feel like you need to improve on and then yeah Yeah, of course just given like all these different training avenues and sort of pick which one you think suits you most Mm mm-hmm 
Yeah, and I suppose tying in with that is the whole. Although you might not have, although you do have, although you might not have like a concrete two thousand, three thousand words that you've done <coughs> since the start of the PhD process, you have gained skills and knowledge and had training, and you you you're in a a better place. Well, not a better place, but a, a greater understanding now than you were six months ago. Yeah, and like I feel like definitely. it's completely different to undergraduate. Yes, you pick up skills on academic writing, referencing, all of that kind of stuff. But even in the first four or five months of doing this, there's so many different skills and opportunities that undergraduates just don't quite cover. So, yeah, I think that's kind of my positive is the jump and the self-development aspect of a PhD. It has been really quick for you with Fairplay. What? Like a very quick jump from undergrad to PhD. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, no, it's a positive. Yeah. Well, so that's quick one of the things we we're trying to. Because uh, oh, look at me bringing the negativity Anna's, back. Anna's Sorry. obviously <laughs> had a, had a bad. Well, not a bad week, but a tough yeah, week. Yeah, I'll say a bad week. And we, <laughs> me and Tom, were trying to uplift. That's the thing. You, you, you've had a lot of positives, even though you might not realise it, and might maybe you can't put them into words all the time. Yeah. You've had a lot of positives. The fact that you're here and you've only you only graduated in the summer that's pretty yeah impressive <laughs> the whole thing the whole phd is a positive like yeah it, of course i yeah. know we talked about the challenges a lot but it is a positive overall it's a great thing yeah it's just sometimes you have weeks and it doesn't feel like that <laughs> that's the whole point <laughs> which of this is episode, fine just and to, this is one of them <laughs> yeah just to try and make us feel a bit more positive and a bit more i don't know have a positive outlook in the in the weeks to come so my final uh positive of my research is that I now am at a place where I actually understand what I'm doing and I suppose that sounds like quite a simple thing to say but I actually have a whole research project mapped out in front of me from title to aims to research questions to methods and for the last year I've kind of been reading things and thinking where am I going with this whereas now I can see things in the literature and I can think well that links into this and oh, it'll be interesting to see whether that comes up in the data and I actually have kind of a flow going because I think for the last, probably the whole of December at least, I kind of hit a wall and wasn't really making much progress. I mean, that was just after your literary was like done though, wasn't it? Yeah, like yeah. Looking at a big next I think step just in. doing that and then I kind of took my, f- not took my foot off the pedal, but kind of just thought, well, okay, let's just have a, a little bit of a, a chill. And then, yeah, I think I got too much into the Christmas spirit. <laughs> Don't think it helped productivity having Christmas songs on repeat in the office. I mean, how in that direction now that it got to be like a massive boost for the rest of like your plans of what you're doing next? Yeah, exactly. And like, like you say, after the lit review, I kind of found myself thinking, well, I suppose ethics and then starting data collection and so on is the next process. And I didn't really know where I was going. I didn't really have much direction with that. Whereas now I do. So big hurdle, I think another big success so far. In terms of I actually know where I'm going with it. so It's definitely a massive ex- success, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, so I'm happy with that. So the last kind of positive we're going to touch on yeah. is the ability that a PhD gives you to have an impact in your field. I think it's, I, well, I didn't really realise the magnitude it can have having three or more years to specifically focus on one area like you think everyone in academia in the field kind of knows everything but they've got other responsibilities they haven't got time to sit down and pull every bit of literature apart and really like delve deep into it haven't got time to be going and meeting other people and finding out about different things so I think that's got to be a massive positive of it is that you can really really make a difference in your field like yeah of course it's just like you say the opportunity of 
being able to have some kind of impact. I suppose I especially, I don't know about you two, but during my undergrad, I never really imagined that I would be in the position to be able to contribute to the literature that's out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hope so, but yeah, yeah, it's like a I realization suppose, thing of, I is that ever going to happen? You hope so, yeah, but reading it, I wasn't sat doing an assignment thinking, yeah. I always thought, oh, it'd be great to be yeah. able to be part of the, the literature, but actually thinking I'll have the chance to, I suppose, is it's almost it's almost another world when you're in undergrad. You don't really have, like you say, it's a big jump from undergrad to academia, and you don't really have the the... You don't almost have the logical processes of thinking, how will I get to that? You just... I certainly didn't anyway. Yeah, exactly. To PhD from where I was, like, you just think, okay, here's a chance now. Let's do something with it. Yeah, exactly. And I suppose, obviously, for you, Hannah, obviously going from undergrad to PhD Mm -hmm. is quite a sudden step. And I I mean, I know you said that you you were talking to your supervisor about your Mm -hmm. project for a little while before. Yeah. But did you actually at any point before that think, oh, yeah, maybe... I could go into a PhD or no, <laughs> no. And the other thing that I was speaking to my supervisor about that made me kind of um, realize the potential this project could have yeah. is that no one really knows that much about dyslexia. So being able to have the opportunity to actually maybe inform something yeah. and change the way practice is given, if necessary, is yeah, a really exciting and positive. <laughs> Procrastination of the week. I've got one. Number six. You've actually got one this week. Number that seven. Number six. We didn't do one in the first episode. Oh, did we not? First episode was an introduction, so oh. of course we didn't do one okay. in the first. Shows how much attention you yeah. pay. <laughs> so you've actually got one this mm-hmm. week. The first week where you've kind of got a fully prepared. I think there's been other weeks, but it's, it feels like the first week. I feel like most weeks has been a, oh, I, I cleaned the fridge and, <laughs> oh, I did my nails and <laughs> nothing's nothing confirmed okay. but you've actually got one well week. i hope this one is confirmed okay i've got another little bit of research and oh my god top five and so on of so course that's good tom have you got one for this yeah, week? Go yeah? On. okay so who wants to go first mine and yours is related again isn't it it's related but it's not the same Shows yeah. how much time i don't spend with you guys outside the podcast but you leave so early yeah that's fine it's not a problem so who wants to introduce well if i say so i got a new notepad (laughs) it's like one of the special like kind of a3 doodle ones it's got like dots on it a list section a doodle zone it's got got lots of like sections the background is made up of little dots so this week that's not important yet not important yet but i'll give (laughs) you the context see how i'm setting you up here (laughs) no i appreciate that yeah i like that um so yeah i as i said have a bit of a stressful week so to kind of continue working whilst de-stressing a little bit i did some drawings and colorful mind maps and pretty pictures that obviously relate to phd not not procrastinating well yeah procrastinating (laughs) but not completely procrastinating um it's like tom's poster a couple of weeks ago well before christmas that wasn't procrastination when he made a big fancy poster and yes it's productive but it's kind of procrastination because it's not like i don't need to be drawing in as much detail as i am information you're just putting it in a pretty format Sort of, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, kind of. The highlight of this procrastination of the week is when she drew out a picture of her brain, even the detailed part of a cerebellum, 
and then labeled <laughs> something else with the cerebellum was and the devastation and yeah. heartbreak she had. So I was doing lots of different um, potential causes, like the etiology of dyslexia and phonological awareness is one, cerebellum deficit another, for example. So I stupidly didn't put the, what do you call it, the arm of the mind map, like the spikes coming off. I don't know. Is that I would, what you ju- call I would them? just what call, call it like the, the, the arrow. Like, the like arrow. a strand or something. Okay, well, I didn't put the arrow for the cerebellum one coming off the cerebellum, so that was really getting. And then I also spilt water on it and, s- <laughs> and made a bit of a mess. That was also really sad. So um, next week, Procrastination is going to be doing this again. I did oh, it again today. It again. <laughs> <laughs> so your Procrastination is doing two. Yeah, the doing same thing. <laughs> but it's really good. Good. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> doing it twice is quite impressive, to be fair. I think I would have probably yeah. just left it and let it be. It's not as good the second time. I mean, I seen the smudge on the last one; it's not even that bad. Like it could <gasps> it have been done. So you're saying one. she just did a second one to procrastinate? No, it was bad. I don't know. It was bad. Okay, so Tom, what's your procrastination of the week linked to? Slightly linked to what Hannah said. So the link was about her notebook. It was a massive section with just dots on it. Okay. So when she got it, she made this idea. It just stuck now. Was it my idea? Definitely, because I, I forgot about this I'm game until we bought it. I've oh, never okay. even heard of it. So. Oh. so you got these dots over a paper, mm-hmm. and you got to put one line down at a time, like taking it in turns. And whoever finishes making a box, like the four lines, okay, gets yeah. the colour of the box and own it for themselves. Oh, so okay. we decided to have sectioned off Quick what was meant game. to be a little part yeah. of So an A3 pad, and we sectioned off. It wasn't even like a quarter. It was way less than that. It looked quite small when you done it. Yeah. But yeah, it was. Oh, it turned out to take it. ages. How long were we playing? It was at least an hour, I think, we worked yeah. out to be. When was this? Friday. I can't remember. Tuesday, must have yeah. been. Tuesday, like... Afternoon. A couple of hours after you left, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. And who won? I mean, I smashed her. Oh, by the end of it, we'd been playing for so long that my brain had just stopped working, so I couldn't figure out, because we were getting to the point where there was just like a few spaces left yeah. where you wouldn't make a massive row of boxes. Yeah. So, yeah, Tom won. So I'm sure there's going to be some repeats and some rematches in that. Well, her idea before we started that game was to do it with the whole A3 <laughs> sheet of dots. You're going to have to do that. Which we very quickly dismissed when we no, saw no, how long it was going to take. At some point, we'll do it. You're going to have to do that. We might have to get a start now. We might finish within the three years, okay. I think. Yeah, we'll do like a lot. <gasps> Should we do a line a day and see how long it takes that's us? That's going to take forever. Line, yeah. a day. line a day. But that's mine. What's yours, Sammy? So my procrastination of the week, I'm slightly inspired by somebody else, one of our colleagues in the research house, um, Nick. He uh, suggested, because, so basically, I'll start off with some context. Last Friday, Friday treat, Hannah wasn't in for it, oh. but I brought in biscuits for Friday treat. So I brought in a pack of malted milks, a pack of <laughs> knockoff digestive biscuits, milk digestive, and a pack of what was the third ones? Cookies. Oh yeah, I very just much some, appreciated like, the cookies. Knockoff Maryland cookie, uh, yeah, cookies. So I brought in three packs for Friday treat, and we were discussing, kind of, because I was stood in the shop for probably about a good ten minutes, five minutes, wow. looking at the biscuits, thinking. I'm going to buy three. I had in my mind that I was going to buy three sets of biscuits, and I thought, which three sets of biscuits would work the best? <laughs> so I was trying to decide which ones would kind of not go together, but which ones would complement each other. Like, you need, okay. you need, like, a cookie. But you need a bit of variance between them, a little yeah, bit different. Yeah, there'd be no mm. point in getting a plain digestive and then a milk digestive, because they're very similar. The amount of thought that went into this 
I don't I don't this is slack why it's on Friday procrastination. <laughs> so in the office then later that day we started discussing kind of people's favourite biscuits and different biscuits and and which ones are good with a cup of tea and things like that. So I then thought, okay, I'll take this to the, the next level. Of course. So shortlist.com have ranked <laughs> ranked biscuits and they've given them a dunking rating. So oh, how wow. well they dunk. This has just sparked a memory in me. Did you ever used to go to like holiday parks when you were little and they used to play the game on the stage where two people go up each other and you both got to pick a biscuit from a tin and then you'd have to dip it in a cup of tea and whoever's biscuit lasts the longest won. Where did you go on holiday? (laughs) That sounds like an incredible game. I don't know, like Haven, like holiday parks and stuff like that. And you used to get the biscuit and yeah, so like you had to strategically pick your biscuit. So you obviously wouldn't pick the pink wafer. You'd pick something like a chunky, like like a shortbread. Or a bourbon. Bourbon's always good. Bourbon would be good because there's two layers of biscuit, there's the bit in the middle. And then shortbread like, would be best for that because it really yeah, soaks that's it up. true. And if you were both like neck and neck, and neither of your biscuits had broken off, then you'd have to do the test of like wiggling it a little bit, and then whoever's biscuit broke first. This sounds like a <laughs> brilliant game. We're gonna have to play this in the office. We're gonna have to get some. I'm biscuits. not thrilled about this. We're gonna have to get some biscuits and see which ones are the most durable. Right, this is gonna be a procrastination in the future. To. I can that see it happening. Brilliant. That's I, fine. I'll take part, but I'm not funding I bet the biscuits. If you, if you say that to Nick, Nick will. He will have such a smile on his face. That sounds like a really Nick game. That sounds amazing. He'll bring his children in again. Yeah, that sounds brilliant. We should have done it when he brought his son in. God, that would have been fantastic. So, yeah, so they rate them on dunking. And then they also rate them on taste. So the first one, maybe quite contentious, some people view it as a cake or a biscuit, is a Jaffa cake. Comes in fifth in their list. Okay. Do you think that that's a cake or a biscuit? Biscuit. Or sit on the fence? Or? I'm a, I think it's a biscuit. I think it's, it's a just cake. a snack. Isn't it? It's the shape of a biscuit. It's all food. It's, it's, I think it's a it's cake. It's a biscuit. I think it's a cake. No, because you have Jaffa cake things now that come in like a bigger thing and they're, they're a Jaffa cake. Well, they're like these are called Jaffa brothers. cakes. Well, they're not called Jaffa biscuits. Is any biscuit called a biscuit? Like you don't have, you have custard creams, you have bourbon. They're not custard cream biscuits. They're not cookie biscuits. I thought milk chocolate digestive biscuit. I thought that was what it I know people can't see this, but I feel like you two are about to start a fight over this. <laughs> <laughs> like full on. I, I don't think it's a, a biscuit because the, 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 the main part of it is sponge. It's not biscuit. But it's like the shape of a biscuit. It's like mouth size. It's like the mouth kind, size. It's that biscuit, isn't it? Mouth like, size. Do you have a cake that looks. Yeah, no. I don't know. Your cupcakes are different, aren't they? No. <laughs> cup, cupcakes, my argument earlier was that you can fit a whole cupcake in your mouth. And no. Said, no, you can't. You can't. I was like, well, you, you clearly haven't lived. <laughs> so, number five is a Jaffa cake. Do you agree with that? Do you think it should be up there? Or do you think it's. Do you not really rate a Jaffa cake for dunking in a tea? And right. Stuff like that? I don't keep it long enough to dunk. It goes you just, just, yeah, straight you in. just love them. Yeah, you yeah. demolished a whole pack in like so, 30 seconds the other day. It's quite impressive, actually. It's good, though. Yeah, Their impressive. dunking ability, seven out of ten. Yeah, I quite know about that. I, I suppose because it's slightly because it's a cake. Because <laughs> it's sponge-like, it soaks it up quite well. It holds a bit of bit of moisture in there, yeah. nice and moist. Uh, taste eight out of ten. Would mm. you put that high, Tom? It's a bit harsh. That's a bit high, I'd say. Harsh. I think eight is probably a, quite fair. Sitting on the fence, I think that's probably all right. Number four, I don't agree with this at all. A ginger nut biscuit. Oh, I love a ginger. I nut. like them. I hate ginger. Hate ginger nuts. Uh, so dunking nine, very durable, oh, okay. very solid. But they're quite chunky, aren't they? Yeah. And there's okay. nothing That's else true. to them. They're just all solid. There's not like any little flimsy bits, like a chocolate chip that might might become too 
too moist or fall apart a bit. Taste seven on a ginger nut. I don't think that that's right at all. I'd say about right. That's I yeah. think it should be about two. Number three, Cadbury's chocolate fingers. Are they a biscuit? See, I I don't know. They're biscuit like. They just like a but chocolate. Then, but then you could say a Maltese is a biscuit. Yeah, that like, that's in that kind of category of like snacky chocolate. Well, just short, a long digestive, surely. Well, shortlist.com ranks them third. They give them a dunk of ten. Because when you think about it, the chocolate all on the outside goes nice and melted, but it, ne- it will rarely fall apart. I've never seen one break. Exactly. And taste seven, I think it should be a higher taste than that. I think they're brilliant. Like you with Jackie Yeah, Cakes. they're better than ginger. I'll, I'll buy a pack of chocolate fing- fingers and they will be gone within 10 minutes. I the like the white pack. ones. The white ones are good, yeah. Yeah, very good. Number two, Fox's Viennese. I don't really know if anybody Fox's actually knows what they are, mm, but they're no, probably quite a fancy saw biscuit. Not oh, a I wouldn't have a clue then. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't know why that's there, but it's there. And they dunk eight out of 10 for dunking. Well done, then. And taste, they give a 9 out of 10 for taste. They rank that above a Jaffa cake. We'll have to I try know. them. Well, that's what I said. We're going to have to get loads of biscuits in. Everyone's going to have to bring in, like, three different types of biscuit. And we'll have a little, like, dunk off and see who can do best. This is so strange. Number one, and I really agree with this. You're getting so happy, I can see it. I really agree with number one. I, I'd forgotten about this biscuit until I saw it on the screen in front of me earlier. I don't know how you pronounce it. A Choco Libniz. Libniz? It's the ones where you have chocolate on one side, biscuit on the other. Oh, like primary school biscuits. And the chocolates... <laughs> so the only way I can describe it is you have biscuit on one side and chocolate on the other, and the chocolate side like overlaps the biscuit side. They're like dipped in chocolate. What are they called? Choco Libniz. Google it. Choco, and then L-E-I-B-N-I-Z. Okay. You can get lots of versions of the knockoff and some, some not knockoff, but... They are always fantastic. They are brilliant. Are they shortbread biscuit? Is that what it is normally? No. Oh. No. Oh, I thought I'm thinking of something else. Like, so you know an M&S you have them? Did you see what it was? No. I didn't know how to spell it. <laughs> I, just, I just said it to you. Yeah, it wasn't on Google at that point. Sorry. So, a Choco Leibniz. So, they rate this number one. Dunking, nine out of ten. I kind of agree. Obviously, like with a chocolate finger, you get chocolate, you get the biscuit. Okay. Nice and good, nice and melted. They give a taste 10 out of 10. And I agree 100%. They are absolutely fantastic. I'm not sure what they are anymore. One, I will bring some in. I'll bring some in. Okay. Don't I'll bring some I in. don't object to that. <laughs> I'm in tomorrow. I'll bring some in tomorrow. Okay. Okay. That's fair. So, I suppose I just wanted to finish this off with what's your favourite biscuit and what would you rate it out of dunking and taste? Oh... I'd have, have two. A cookie. Any type of cookie. Any cookie, cookie in the world. Any cookie in the world. What, no, even a huge like, one? Oh, I'll say Maryland to just be... What about Millie's cookie? Is that a biscuit? Or is that a cookie? I don't know. But like you have cookie biscuits and then you have... Maryland. Maryland, okay. Yeah, okay. And then the chocolate digesters, but the thin ones... You ever tried them? I've never tried them. They're good. No, but I get they're probably not very good. Because have you ever tried the things that look like Pringles, but they're chocolate? Oh, yeah. They're like thins. There was a oh, similar kind of thing to that. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're kind of like that. But I'd never know whether you mean that or whether you mean just like a really no. thin. Uh, they do them like super thin. Never tried it's that. It's good. But why would you want less of a biscuit? Um, healthy. Which one's your favourite out of them two? I think the thins. Okay. The thins. So what would you give it out of dunking? 
Oh, it's probably not going to have much. It's thin, isn't it? So yeah, like a four maybe. Okay. I don't know. What about taste? Well, ten. Okay. Give it a ten. Lovely. Tom, what's yours? The only one that comes to mind is the smiley face you get from Family Circle. <laughs> What? Smiley face. Oh, it's like a jam inside. Oh my god, they've about them. Like I've never seen packs of them a jammy, on their own. A jammy dodge. No, but they're basically like no. a jam cream thing. Like they a... got a smiley face. I don't know. They're literally the worst biscuity kind of soggy biscuit on top, isn't it? Almost. That's yeah. just made me think of. Um, is it BMs? The biscuit. Have you ever had a BM? No. Oh god, we've got so many biscuits. We're gonna have to so try in the office. We're gonna have to. I'm gonna bring in so many biscuits. Do you have tomorrow. different I'm biscuits shopping. in England? I'm going maybe. shopping today, and I'm bringing so many biscuits in tomorrow. I'm bringing so Go many. For it. Okay. <laughs> so, what was yours? A smiley face from a, a what? A family circle box. Okay. And where I... would you buy them? They just box it. Is it like Christmas time? You'd get like a box in the bowl. Well, they're meant to be, but I just get them whenever. They're just <laughs> big boxes of biscuits with family circle written on them. Okay. And the main biscuit is a smiley face one. So, what would you give that for Duncan? Probably one. It's very soft. <laughs> okay, but it's all in the taste, I assume. What would you yeah. give it for taste? I'm not biased, but probably a ten. Eleven. Eleven. Maybe. Out of 10. Lovely. So that was my procrastination of the week. Delved right into the wonderful world of biscuits and. I'll be bringing loads in tomorrow to the office. Maybe not as much as I've promised, but I'll bring in a couple of different... I'll hold you to this now. I'll bring in some BMs because they are fantastic. BMs are amazing. (laughs) So good. I I can't even begin to describe how good they are. I've never seen you so passionate. (laughs) Biscuits are my life. Biscuits are amazing, especially in the office. Can't you agree that... Like Julian always does it. You come in, you see some biscuits in the kitchen so area. And you, you get really excited and it's a little like perk to your day. It's the little things that, that, that count. There you go. Another positive. Biscuits. Exactly. Keep them in yeah. mind. <laughs> so, who do we think is going to win Procrastination of the Week? I have to give up mine because I sort of just used Hannah's little notebook. Yeah, and mine includes me. You're like well, your procrastination. <laughs> your procrastination includes me and my notebook, so you can't have the point without me having something. Yeah. Okay. Well, Tom, I really like the boxes. I did really like the game. It was my idea of the game, my notebook, my participation. Yeah, but I took part. Hmm. So did I. I just I don't even care if I went. I just really wanted to talk about biscuits for quite a long time. I think my notebook was we, two of we, them. So I think it's Hannah? me. Should we give it to Hannah? She had a bad week. My I really respect the notebook. Pretty. She's had a, your brain. I thought you meant your <laughs> literal brain. Should, and we that. Give, should we give it to Hannah? I think she needs it after this week. After the heartbreak of the cerebellum being in the wrong place, I think she it's could It's in the right place now on the second version, can I just add? Exactly. She did it twice. And she Go was part Go of on. the boxes game. So we'll give it and to Hannah. And the arms coming off are axons and like leading to little dentrons connecting. Just, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the amount of effort you put into it, you deserve it. <laughs> Thanks. So... So that puts me on three after my GeoGuessr win that nobody took part in. Hannah's now level with Tom on two points. Game on. So that was episode seven of Get the PHT. Thank you for listening. Hopefully we've uh, been able to uplift your mood slightly, maybe after a little bit of a bad week like Hannah's had. And probably persuaded you to go and buy a pack of biscuits. Yeah, it probably made everybody quite (laughs) hungry. Hopefully you've got biscuits nearby or a shop nearby where you can go and buy some. I would recommend BMs. Because I really want some PMs now. So, thank you for listening. See you next week.